This is Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. Spreading like fist. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. We Marking Out, y'all. We're marking Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode 502. Check us out, MarkingOut.com, Twitter.com slash MarkingOut, Facebook.com slash MarkingOut. We're on Spotify Radio, or Spotify Podcasts, I should say. We're on Apple Podcasts. We're on Stitcher Radio. YouTube.com slash MarkingOut11. Instagram.com slash MarkingOut11. I am one of the hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. I'm joined here by Dave at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Chris will be here a bit later at Chris Sweendog. Dave, how are you? I'm doing pretty great. You know, just living the dream. Living the dream. How about yourself? I'm doing awesome as always. Always, how was your week? Hey, you know, my week was groovy. It was a good week, you know, making my way downtown and through the week, and everything is going great. How about your week? Not, uh, not much taking place this past week. I no, had, no. Uh, yeah, not, not much at all. Just a bunch of movies, just a bunch of TV again. Yeah. Just a bunch of waiting for this to be over. <laughs> you should do like a Brandon's review. A review? Just review. Yeah, review. Dude, I cannot TV even shows. remember the movies and TV shows that I've watched. I, I just actually watched the uh, uh, David Schwimmer has a TV program on Peacock, which is nice. NBC's streaming service. And I, I mm-hmm. literally, I um, did not realize, I was I kept wondering why there are commercial breaks on the in between the scenes and stuff, mm-hmm. I didn't realize it aired on television in in the UK. Oh, and it seems like a bunch of these programs that are Peacock exclusives are mm-hmm. like British shows, and it's I don't know that's weird, huh? But that's it, interesting. It, it reminds me of like The Office, like the British Office mixed with uh, Arrested Development, just like less uh, bits and stuff. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, I. I it's it's an ass show, but I I enjoyed it. Hey, as long as you enjoy it, that's all that that matters. Yeah, good deal. But all right, let's get on to it. Let's talk about some sports entertainment and speak about some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro, which uh, Tom Phillips and Samoa Joe were not on commentary this week. Michael Cole was joined by Byron Saxton and Dolph Ziggler. What, like that's just weird that did they make an announcement why they, I think they just said they can't make it again or something huh that's weird but yeah Dolph Ziggler was definitely welcomed on com- commentary um, <laughs> but Monday Night Raw opens with Drew McIntyre saying that he's back and uh, he was he was told by WWE to take time off and that if he does he will have to give the title up. So right now he's quote-unquote wrestling injured where one wrong move could just boom. Now he has to have his jaw wired shut. McIntyre pitched an ambulance match, and I think we said last week something jokingly like, oh, what's what are we going to get an ambulance match soon? 
Mm-hmm. Very Dean Ambrose. Um, I ambulance matches are always stupid to me. I yeah, and you know, just like what happened with McIntyre, whoever loses, they're going to show up on Raw the next day coming out of an ambulance, which never makes sense to me. So, well, I feel like that part of the feud already happened. Uh, uh, but Adam Pierce came out and announced that if Keith Lee defeats Drew McIntyre later on, he's going to be going on to Clash of Champions if Randy Orton can't make it. And then Keith Lee came out and they shook hands. That was the end of that for then. First match of the evening saw the Street Profits, the Raw Tag Team Champions, defeat Cesaro and Nakamura, the SmackDown Tag Team Champions. Did I say the championships before? I don't know if I did or not. I think you said champions. Okay, that's better. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I, but this match, I didn't like this match. I agree with you. I may, I don't know if it was because I had like, like expectations going into it, but it just didn't really do that much for me. I don't know. There, It was just like nothing, it, nothing happened and it meant nothing here. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah. it was very, very bland. Yes, bland. After that, we saw Angel Garza flirting with Lana. So I guess when you go to AEW, somebody else flirts with your wife on (laughs) on TV. Uh, So they're backstage flirting, and Zelina Vega came up to him and yelled at Angel Garza and reminded him that... uh, And and Garza reminded Andrade and her that it was Andrade that lost last week. So he's like in the clear... In his mind. And they start arguing. Uh, and Zelina's like, I can't take this anymore. She leaves. Andrade and Angel Garza brawl. And that, I guess, boom, that's the end of their relationship. Yeah, that's that's how it ends. <sighs> and no Demi Burnett. I learned her name. Where is she? <laughs> <laughs> After that, we saw the Hurt Business come out, and MVP puts the group over. Uh, Cedric spoke about doing what he has to do in order to succeed in WWE, leaving Ricochet behind, leaving Apollo Crews behind. They came out and yelled at Cedric, which leads into Cedric's match with Ricochet. Cedric picks up the victory over Ricochet in a super awesome sell by Ricochet. Yeah, um, that was the way that he he sold that. I could definitely watch them go at it multiple multiple times over. Yeah, but during the match, Eric came out and brawled with Lashley, which sets up uh, there. They had a match later on as well. But Retribution cuts a promo during this or or afterwards. I mean, the lights go out. Retribution's cuts a promo. Hurt business is in the ring by themselves preparing to take them on. And there's nothing. Mm -hmm. Later on, Adam Pierce yelled uh, about retribution and MVP cut him off to yell at, at him. And, and it MVP uh, kind of wants a solution for retribution. And Adam Pierce thanks him for volunteering to, to help find that solution. And MVP walks off. He's like, no, it's not our job. So that's 
Okay. Like there were a few moments of Monday Night Raw that were that were good. Mm-hmm. All that, I, I, all the stuff with Hurt Business, I enjoyed. Yeah, that's that's really the only stuff that I got into was the Hurt Business stuff. Well, mm, ah, I guess the steel cage I did, but that's but, it. And then you got stuff after that. We had Mickey James being interviewed and saying that this could be the last time that she ever has a shot at the the, the championship. Leads into her match. Asuka picks up the victory over Mickey James to retain the Raw Women's Championship. But what the absolute hell was this? This, I... We, I had super high hopes because I was such a fan of Mickey James versus Asuka from NXT TakeOver Toronto. Mm-hmm. When Mickey James made her return, her one-off appearance in NXT... And this was just nothing, absolutely um, nothing like that. This match, it, I mean, all of Mickey James's kicks stunk. This, this whole like, match seemed very off, very I, off. And the, the the it comes to an end. Mickey James is locked in the Oscar lock. She tries to flip over. She's in a pinning position on Oscar, uh, yeah. as if this couldn't have gotten any worse. Pinning position on Oscar. The ref calls for the bell. And and everyone is confused. Twitter goes to a halt and they're like, what the hell just happened? Mickey James's face, you could even see on her face, what the hell just happened? She was on WWE The Bump this past week talking about it with Trish Stratus, might I add. And they're all like, what the hell was that? Mickey James had no clue. And the referee claimed that Mickey could no longer compete. And I I just, it made no sense. Yeah. Zelina Vega came out afterwards, though, puts Asuka on notice, slaps Asuka, that, and walks off. That was the saving grace with Zelina Vega, because this entire thing was... Awful. I just I felt mean, really bad for Mickey James in that in that case. Oscar's perfectly fine. I She's don't still at champion. All. I mean, I, I, how I could you I not think, feel bad? I, I don't think that she had a good match. Well, but right, but that's I don't. I, mean, I just don't. I don't know what she, was going hit, on there. She hit three chick kicks or whatever it's called. No, not chick. And kicks. huh? I, not chick kicks. That would be like a finisher. Yeah, she hit Mick three kicks, of those but... roundhouse kicks. And all three of them stunk. Actually, no. The one with her, there was one that looked good. But one, she didn't even slap her leg, like bother slapping her leg on. And <laughs> the on. other one, she just made it totally, it was just bad. I, I don't, again, I don't know what was going on with that match. Obviously, the something happened with the ending that made it goofed. Um, And there's proof in the pudding. You could just go back to TakeOver and watch how good that match was. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was like a timing issue or what, but that was uh, unfortunate. I, it was I unfortunate. don't know. But next up, you had Bobby Lashley pick the victory over Eric. Um, yeah, no, Again, no, Ivar. Just a lot of nothing here. And yes, Ivar is, uh, I believe, having surgery or had surgery. And they almost said on his cervix on TV, right? They had to like quickly correct themselves and i don't understand why like i don't understand why everybody just can't say cervical 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 so yeah but, but it ends ends in a master lock and and i'm kind of really annoyed that it happened to eric 
This is the Viking Raiders. Yeah. You know? But it just seems it, it was like a theme of Monday Night Raw. It was like, I, during Raw, I tweeted out, I was like, Raw and SmackDown were once so bad that we devoted maybe 20 minutes or so to soup. The Marking Out Soup episode, which I'm very proud of. And this episode of Monday Night Raw was just like, hey, Dave, what, what what's your favorite Campbell's soup? New England clam chowder. Ugh, disgusting. What? Uh, after that, actually not even after that. What? Well, no, because after that they announced it. But we found out on Saturday morning during Talking Smack that The Miz somehow managed to get, oh, I don't eat fish so new england clam chowder is disgusting to me okay just thank to, you because i needed some clarity. <laughs> just to follow that up <laughs> thank you <laughs> but but uh outside of course uh tuna fish tuna salad and uh and gefilte fish but uh miz somehow got mandy rose traded to monday night raw how Maybe like, Joseph Park is a lawyer, and he has a really good lawyer. I have no idea. I don't know how that happened, how it came about. I don't understand. I mean, is it a is it legit Ziggler, or is Ziggler just taking, taking claim of it? It was Miz, brother. Yeah? Um, yeah. But is it legit, or are well, they just I mean, they, Miz was the one that announced it, so I don't know. It could have been like an in the moment sort of situation where Miz yeah, like, like I'm going to decide to do that, but I, I don't yeah, know. Like maybe, like maybe he it wasn't up to him, and he's just trying to stir the pot with Otis. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but after that, we saw Seth Rollins speak to Buddy Murphy before their match, uh, before his match, and he asked Buddy to be ready, and then slaps Buddy Murphy across the off, across the face. I almost said street, and chokes him. <laughs> And he told him his role is to stay in the back. Do not come out. Do not ruin this match for me. Then you had Rey Mysterio who foreshadowing. was wearing, uh, nearly, nearly foreshadowing. Rey Mysterio was wearing a uh, Paul Stanley mask, which I pop for. Always pop when he has those kiss masks. I um, didn't even notice. Yeah, and uh, and Dominic. Yeah, the back said uh, Ray in the kiss font. I think it said Ray. Uh, Maybe it said King. Yeah, no, know. it did. It did say Ray. So Ray Mysterio and Dominic were interviewed beforehand, and Ray said that he's going to be out there with his whole family to support Dominic, but he's on his own in the cage. And then another saving grace of Monday Night Raw took place. Seth Rollins defeats Dominic in a steel cage match, and I thought it was great. Yeah, this really was a a nice match. Even though Um, Seth Rollins told Buddy Murphy to stay in the back, Murphy was out there and gave a kendo stick to to Seth Rollins. He he just couldn't stay to the back. And then Buddy Murphy attacked Rey Mysterio and accidentally slams the door on Seth. Doesn't quite cost him the victory. Luckily, but Dominic ends up fighting Mur- Murphy off of the cage, hits a frog splash off the top rope, uh, and then Seth Rollins later on hits that superplex off the top rope into the Falcon Arrow. That looked sick. Not a finish. I wish once maybe that Matt that move would finish it. I, I, I never understand it how before. it's not. He's finished with uh, finished a match with that. Well, before. It has been quite some time if that's ever happened. Yeah, I think that I will agree. I think it has been a long time. But Seth Rollins hits two curb stomps to to get the victory over Dominic. 
And then Seth Rollins gets out of the cage, takes the kendo stick with him, but doesn't use it, beats the hell out of Buddy Murphy. And, he just walloped away on him. And on his know? way out, he turns to Rey Mysterio's wife, Dominic's mother, Angie, and sarcastically said, "It was a you, you did a hell of a job with that one. Hopefully... Hopefully, uh, you, your daughter is yeah, better. Or hopefully, something. there's there's higher hopes, or hopefully, Aaliyah turns out better. Yeah, yeah. And then Rey Mysterio, Rey Mysterio gets in the ring, checks on Dominic, and before Aaliyah gets in the steel cage to check on her brother and join her family, she checks on Buddy Murphy. Very interesting move, right there. And I don't know if that's going to continue. I don't know anything. For weeks, I've been hoping that she joins Seth Rollins. Maybe this turns into a I'm dating Buddy Murphy situation and Rey Mysterio doesn't approve of that. It could, like, I thought that that was very interesting that she stopped on the way into the ring to check on her brother to check on him. Um, yeah, I thought that that was a cool little spot. And I like how when Seth Rollins did beat him up, He's like, this is how, uh, this is how it feels. It doesn't, uh, it, it doesn't hurts great, and stuff yeah. like that. And he used the cage just like Murphy accidentally used on Rollins. Exactly. He just slammed that cage right on him. Same exact way that uh, Murphy used on him. But overall, it was good. Yeah. It was entertaining. Um, not to say I didn't enjoy Raw Underground because there were bits and pieces that I enjoyed. Um, all of it grouped together. You saw Braun Strowman from SmackDown show up and demand that he be let in. Uh, Raw Underground. It does not matter if you're a member of Raw. It does not member. It does not matter who you are. Anyone yeah, is welcome in Raw Underground. It doesn't matter what brand you're on. So the brand to brand invitation does not count. Just get ready to fight. Yeah. So Strowman shows up, and. Uh, we we then later on see Dolph Ziggler leave commentary. MVP took over. And Ziggler wrestles. He wins. Riddick Moss steps up. Braun Strowman takes both of them out. Later on, Titus O'Neil steps up. Goes after Braun. Has a little bit of a, 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 some offense. Braun eventually chokes him out. Nah. He continues to dominate. I was- I was surprised. Titus, Titus O'Neil had a little bit more than just a little. Yeah. He he hit him with the spear double to the ground. You know? I thought that that was really awesome. That I popped for him actually taking Brock, uh, Brock, Braun Strowman to the ground. I thought that was really sick. Yeah, and Braun, he continued throughout the night through Raw, Raw Underground to dominate. Riddick Moss steps up multiple times. Kept getting taken out. Ziggler steps up again. And him and Riddick Moss start teaming up. Braun ends up taking them out. Daba Kato steps up and gets in Braun Strowman's face. And Shane McMahon stops it. Not today. Not today. Next week. Draws people in to watch Raw Underground next week. We're going to see Daba Kato versus Braun Strowman. I'm excited for this. Are you not excited for that? Yeah, that should be something interesting to watch. Yeah. I'm very excited for that. Also, uh, Pineapple Pete was was there. Yes, Pineapple Pete was there. Suga Dunkerton was there. Yeah, yeah. I thought he was with AEW. Guess that wasn't wasn't the case. I, I guess not. You know. 
But yeah. Um, earlier in the night, we saw Kevin Owens interviewed about Alistair Black, and he said that he wants to inflict enough pain to make it so that they're even. And then the match itself, Kevin Owens defeats Alistair Black. You had the lights flicker during this, but nothing really happened. I, I wouldn't say Kevin Owens inflicted just, enough pain. I would say just a, a distraction because Alistair Black was going to pick up the victory and then it flickered. And when it came on, it allowed KO to pick hit that stunner. Yeah, and I wouldn't say that it, that he inflicted enough pain to call it even. What do you mean? Like, because Kevin Owens said, I want to inflict enough pain so that we're even. Oh, and yeah, I don't, no. I, that's, to me, not the case Al- yet. Alistair Black was ready to pick up that victory, in my opinion. If those lights did not flicker to help out Kevin Owens, Sound like I MVP. think going to lose. After this, we saw Riot Squad defeat Lana and Natalia. The tag team division is getting lower and lower. Uh, dwindling yeah. less and less amount of people in that tag division in, in both the women and the men. Yeah. Uh, but I don't believe we had Iconics this week, right? No, there were no oh. Iconics. Yeah. But Shayna Baszler and Nia Jax were on commentary. Nia Jax is now calling their team Shania. <laughs> Shania Payne, I think. Yeah. Uh, which is just straight up roller derby. <laughs> but I like the name Shania Payne. Yeah, um, I so they end up attacking Natalia and Lana afterwards. I thought it was a really nice Samoan drop that Nia did to Lana through the commentary table. Mm-hmm. But again, it's I... just a lot of nothing. Yeah, I agree with you. I thought that that was a nice Samoan drop. I like that she stood right back up after that. Um, I like the both of them on commentary as well. I like that they were kind of defending each other a little bit. Yeah, and um, and, and now we know that it's going to be the Riot Squad versus Shania Payne, a hundred percent at Clash <laughs> of Champions. The more the more I hear the name, the more I actually really love it. <laughs> um, yep. it would have been funny if you said it didn't impress me much. <laughs> oh, I hate you! I was just thinking about saying that, and I was trying to word think about how to word it, and yeah. But earlier on, Keith Lee was interviewed about his match with Drew McIntyre and how it might be easier since Drew McIntyre's injured. And Keith Lee said he's not going to be taking advantage of that, but he's going to do what he must to become WWE champion. And then we saw Drew McIntyre interviewed later on. Keith Lee cuts the interview off to like try and talk to him and tells him not to drag his name, which leads to a brawl. It gets broken up, and then they continue to brawl later on, which was also broken up, and Adam Pearce threatens to take the match away entirely if it continues. I mean, Keith Lee should have listened to him. Like, in all <laughs> fairness, he was putting his hand right on him. Yeah. I mean, he just, he, come on. If I, every time I do that to you, you're like, don't touch me. What's rule number one? Yeah, exactly. And I do it. I keep on doing it again. After a while, you end up choking me out, and it's that, not fun. Come on. The main um, event, though, we saw Drew McIntyre versus Keith Lee end in a no contest. Keith Lee, by the way, is now in a singlet, so it appears that his gimmick is just uh, he shows up one night in a skirt and a shirt, then he shows up in his <laughs> tights and his shirt, then he shows up in a singlet, which is just beyond goofy to me. It's just unfortunate that he hasn't showed up with the new theme song yet. 
I don't know if it's Vince McMahon doing that or if it's Keith Lee. I would assume it's Vince McMahon. I don't know. He's going to be one interesting uh, character on the video game. Each attire is going to be totally different. Yeah, so um, Retribution shows up, beats down Drew McIntyre and Keith Lee. MVP, who was on commentary, left. And I was like, oh, okay. I, I would have assumed that he would have maybe stayed out there and fight, fought, fought alongside McIntyre and Keith Lee. Mm-hmm. Hurt business. He comes back out with, with backup. The hurt right, business so right came there. out, and that was right, I thought that right was incredible. There. Right? Did I marked out for that? Did you? I, I wouldn't say I marked out, but I thought it was great. I I definitely marked out for it because I was just like, these are the heels that we don't like. But right now, when they came out to defend against retribution, I was just like, wow, this is like it's as if they just hit us with a total turn, where. I want to see Retribution versus the Hurt Business now. Yeah, so they fight with Retribution. They end up kind of getting taken out at first. Um, but they end up also uh, having Keith Lee and Drew McIntyre dive onto all of them to end Monday Night Raw. Last week, we had that super hot ending with Seth Rollins and the Mysterios. This week, we have that super hot ending with Retribution versus the Hurt Business and the WWE champion, Drew McIntyre, as well as Keith Lee. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the way that it ended. Um, the Hurt Business totally it won the ending of Monday Night Raw for me. So as much as there was on Monday Night Raw that I was like, this just completely sucks. We had the Mysterios, and we had this this Retribution main event situation. I mean, and nothing for, nothing for nothing. I am just excited and happy beyond heck to see Shelton Benjamin in this. You know, this is a wrestler who we've been a fan of for such a long time. And to see him in the Hurt Business being used almost every week is just awesome. You just don't, yeah. you can't beat that. Absolutely. But that was Monday Night Raw moving over to NXT. Big news this, uh, this past week. NXT TakeOver was announced for October 4th. I was hoping for Halloween Havoc because Halloween's on a Saturday, but uh, that's not happening. They didn't announce any special name or anything it's just going back to the roots of nxt takeover but we don't know what really that entails with the going back to the roots either well i well i don't know if i mean i say going back to the roots as in like there's just no title so other nxt news wade barrett officially signed with the nxt uh division for the commentary team so that's awesome to see yeah, I mean, it's so cool that we would love to tweet at him about it, but someone blocked us. Also, may want to get n- on that. Not NXT related, but the bump had a mystery person on. They were wearing a mask and everything, and cut a promo, and they they wanted uh-huh. to like shock the world, etc. And all the 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 hosts of the bump get to guess who it will be, and they mm-hmm. they change the person's voice and everything. I could swear to God it's Damien Sandow 
and I I hope no. that's tr- I I have no idea. It sounds like I I rec- I changed the pitch of it, and it kind of sounds like Sandow. I love the fact that you actually sat there changing the pitch. Yeah, absolutely. I want to maybe guess who it is. People were I, sh- I think Kayla guessed uh, Steve Carell, and it's like, uh, come on. <laughs> so I, whether or not it's it's Sandow or not, I have no idea. But that'd be really cool if he's back, and uh, I'd welcome him in NXT. Oh, without a doubt. But this week's NXT kicked off with some super hot action for a non-title match. Io Shirai picks up the victory over Shotzi Blackheart. Uh, earlier in the day, Shotzi Blackheart cuts a, uh, posted a, a promo video to hype up the match. She ends up stapling a message that says, hurt me to her chest. And it's like, I don't know how people staple stuff to themselves, but... Uh, yeah, that, that, that only helped hype up this match and it was such a good match and I'd love to see more of them wrestling. I don't know if I, I don't know. I, with that entire, the stapling stuff, but that didn't really come into factor too much. No, not at all. This wasn't, this wasn't like a hard, it wasn't, it wasn't a, it wasn't a WWE, uh, put out promo. I don't believe it was just her on her own. Ah, but this gotcha. this was such a good match. I like that tiger suplex into the cattle mutilation that Shotzi did. That was a, a cool moment. I thought that there was a lot of nice spots during this match. I love the interaction between the two of them. Um, I really, I was excited for this match. Period. Once this even started, I told Brandon I was I couldn't wait for this match. Yeah, um, and and you I hope literally we can see it a lot more. yeah, you literally can't even say that any other company has a better women's division. It's no. just fact that WWE as a whole has the best women's division. Yeah, and speaking of the women's yeah. division, they announced a number one contender battle royal for next week with Casey Catanzaro, Indy Hartwell, Aaliyah, Dakota Kai, Candice LeRae. Rhea Ripley, Tegan Knox, Shotzi Blackheart, Raquel Gonzalez, Caden Carter, and Zia Lee. Uh, the winner moves on to NXT TakeOver to take on Io Shirai. So who do you think wins? Well, I'm going to say, I don't think Rhea Ripley. You, you Because I, 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 I think we're going to have the Martinez factor in there. Which she wasn't announced either. and uh, No, but... Maybe it's you know. because of retribution. Mia Yim wasn't announced either, so. Oh, interesting. But uh, but Candice LeRae and Tegan Knox traded videos back and forth this episode of NXT, so I don't think it'll be either of them. Okay, I can. I don't think it's going to be Shotzi Blackheart. Just because we had what well, we had it. today and everything, I think it could be either um, Dakota Kai or Raquel Gonzalez. I could see it kind of being Raquel Gonzalez because Dakota Kai we had already, and I think that it would be interesting to have Gonzalez go in there, and then that's going to be an interesting factor between her and Dakota Kai. It just seems like an interesting storyline of it seems like Dakota Kai is that the front person in regards to her and Raquel Gonzalez. Gonzalez is more of that diesel character. Yeah. Uh, that sidekick role. 
So if it was reversed, I'm very intrigued in that storyline. So hopefully it's Gonzalez. We saw Tommaso Ciampa pick up a victory over Desmond Troy, who used to be Denzel DeJunay. I love his, I love not uh, DeJunay's theme song, but uh, Ciampa's theme song. I love the theme song. I swear that his beard had the word no in there. I saw some people say KO. That's what I thought too. I thought it said KO. But then I looked at it a little bit deeper, and I'm like, I don't think the upper part of it is really a K. I could see where it's a no. But originally, I did think KO, but the more I looked at it, I thought it was just an N-O. Well, the only KOs that we know, we know, we know Kevin Owens, we know Cassius Ono. Cassius Ono, That's- obviously, is not with the company right now, as per, uh, as per that release in April, unless they contacted him and he's back, but we, we don't know. The only other KO that's there is Coco, and Coco's already uh, a legend in his own right, being a Hall of Famer. Uh, so this match, Champa picks up the victory. It went exactly how you thought it would go, and he went to use a steel chair afterwards, but Jake Atlas came out, cuts him off, challenges him to a match next week, and later on in the episode we saw, I, I kind of hate saying episode, I feel like I just started Why? saying that. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I don't, it's weird to me. But uh, Atlas was leaving, uh, being interviewed about Champa, and Champa attacks him in the parking lot. And surprisingly enough, it gets broken up by uh, people who you'd expect. Obviously, you'd see Steve Carino, you see Scotty Zuhati, but Kyle O'Reilly broke it up, being the voice of reason here. Hmm. This took place after an attack, not to skip forward, by the other members of Undisputed Era. So I'm wondering if we will eventually see Kyle O'Reilly break out of the Undisputed Era. That's an interesting factor that I didn't... I Yeah, that would be interesting. I mean, Undisputed Era... I don't know. I kind of feel like when they come up to the main roster, they're going to come up to the main roster as Undisputed Era. What do you think? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if Undisputed Era needs main roster Raw and SmackDown. I don't think so either. And okay, so you brought up main roster. Well, NXT main roster. Yes, though, right? again, I don't like saying main roster for I Raw know. and SmackDown. I know. So I was I was actually thinking of that exact um, terminology that you use during this today, where. If there's no main roster, why doesn't Retribution appear on NXT? Well, I mean, they mentioned during their promo on Monday Night Raw something about the Performance Center, so it seems like they're a bunch of NXT guys and, and women who aren't uh, who think they deserve more. Okay, I could that would be interesting because so that's so why I, that's why it would make sense that NXT is never involved because they are NXT. Okay. All right, I I kind of want to see that played out then about that because I'm like sitting there, I'm like thinking, I'm like Retribution's been on SmackDown, Monday Night Raw, but not NXT. I mean, think about so there the, has to think be some of, sort of a time in. Think of the rumored names: Mia Yim, NXT; Mercedes Martinez, NXT; Shane Thorne. Obviously, he had the stint earlier this year on Raw, but overall, NXT. Mm-hmm. There's uh there's Dio Madden who was a Raw commentator, but again, NXT. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
after this, we had a Finn Balor promo uh, where he said that he doesn't need the brand NXT. The brand needs him. And then later on in the episode, again, why did I say episode? William Regal announced the Gauntlet Eliminator, the first of its kind in the in the NXT uh, brand, where two men enter every four minutes, a new person enters, pinfall submissions, elimination only, uh, five superstars. They 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 flashed a bunch of superstars on the screen, but we have no idea who's in it. They no. flashed like seven people. I I like the concept. I think that NXT always brings the newest and the hottest new takes on matches a lot better than the main. I hate that. Uh, Raw and SmackDown. Who who could you see being the next challenger? Who who wins that match? There's oh. in the video. There was Bronson Reed. There was Cameron Grimes. There was Undisputed Era. Uh, Kushida was there. I would go with Bronson Reed. It seems like they started pushing him a little bit more. Um, yeah, I would go with Reed. I think an NXT TakeOver match with Kushida versus Finn Balor would be amazing. Uh, they, well, they especially are to, for the NXT Championship. Well, they are trying to build up Kushida, it looks like. I mean, he's been on a tear attacking people the past few uh, Literally episodes. Literally tear, yeah. Yeah, even yeah. Kushida defeats Austin Theory, uh, working Austin Theory's arm the whole match. Theory accidentally and, punches the ring post by mistake, which is accidentally. <laughs> yeah, and Austin Theory didn't even want to face Kushida. He was out there calling out Bronson Reed. Well, it seemed like uh, Austin Theory was calling anybody out. I don't know. I, I saw it as him calling out Bronson Reed. To me, it seemed like to me it seemed like he was calling anyone out, absolutely any any challenger. Huh, that's weird. All right, and and Kushida holds on to the hoverboard lock even after the bell rang. He's a pure heel, dude. No, Kushida is a no, heel. No, no. He, I don't. Dude, who hangs heel. on? Who hangs on to submission holds after the referee breaks it up? People who are pissed or heels. Or just people who were pissed. Nah, that's true, too. Matchup <laughs> next for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Breezango pick up the victor, victory over Imperium. That's the fashion police. Yes, the fashion police this time. Uh, Imperium attacks Breezango beforehand. The ref rings the bell for the match to start. Bar- Bartel takes out Breeze. And I had no idea how this match continued. But I'm so happy it did because it turned into a really good match. I loved the false finishes. Why? All the Why? tag because team you maneuvers. Think that, that should have been a DQ. Well, because well, so that's the thing. You 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 made that point a few weeks ago too, and I disagree with it. I think they only used that spot twice within the year, and they were brand new with the DQs based off of that. What do you mean twice within so the year? All right, so why why do you think the match should have ended? Well, I, I'm not saying it should have ended. I'm just shocked that it continued. Why? Because, because it's a brawl? Yeah, because it's a brawl. Then the match starts. And then it, it led into another brawl almost. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. 
I but, see your point. But yeah, I I thought this match was great. This you could put this on any NXT Takeover event. Yeah, this was a really nice match. I I really liked the ending where it looked like they were getting ready for their top rope spot, and then Fandango drop kicked him from behind, causing kind of like a game of chicken where Tyler Breeze just pushed um what's his face Marcel Bartel. Uh, yeah, off of the top rope leading to the finish. I thought it was really nice. I liked also in the match, uh, Fabian Eichner hit a really uh, really nice belly-to-back suplex that was just like picture perfect. Yeah, I like that one, that uh, stalling suplex for the top rope. Well, not for the top rope. Where the catching one? I think it was Tyler. Yeah, the catching, stalling suplex. That does, I always think yeah. that that's an impressive. Yeah, I always think that's an impressive spot, and that was that was really cool. Yeah, and they went for that a second time, and, and Fandango was there to help reverse it. Mm-hmm. But overall, mm-hmm. really good match. After that, we saw another tag team match, Casey Catanzaro and Casey Caden Carter <laughs> defeats Jesse Kamea and Zia Lee, a new pairing between the two of them. Jesse Kamea not announced for... The Battle Royal next week, may, somebody tweeted saying she could potentially be in Retribution. Okay. So, interesting. But I, I like this match as well. The, the the finish I thought was really cool. It was an interesting pin move that I've never yeah. seen before. You had Caden uh, Carter hit like a crucifix, and then because... Casey Catanzaro drop kicked uh, the opponent. It turned into a crucifix bomb, and Casey was the legal person, so she di- then jackknife pins. And I was like, I don't think I've ever seen that before, and I thought it was really cool. Yeah, I I was really impressed with this match, and I really hope that the pairing of them does get brought up to the like Raw or SmackDown rosters for that tag team division. Uh, Yeah, and it does. I don't even think they need to be brought up to SmackDown or Raw because they could just win the tag team titles in NXT. It's an all-branded championship. What do you mean? The the women's tag team championships. Oh, it's, I didn't realize it was all-branded. Yeah, what do you but mean? It makes How sense. do you not remember? Yeah, yeah. well... I mean, I didn't realize that it was all, like, inclusive to NXT. It's not inclusive. So, it's, so how it's would they It's every single it? brand. It's not just NXT. Yeah, so it, so it is inclusive. Oh, yeah, well. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> so it is inclusive. Whoops. <laughs> yeah, I, that's the thing. I, I, I didn't realize that it was including NXT. That would be how cool. could you not realize? We've seen the tag team titles defended there tons of times. Not tons, but... Yeah, I I just didn't think that they would include... I don't know. I always thought that it was special matches and stuff like that. No. Didn't really think much more of it. Uh, afterwards, though, Zia Lee refused to shake hands, and she walked off. What a heel. Just like throwing that word around. Oh, yeah. You're going to say it here, too. <laughs> Drake Maverick was interviewed earlier in the day about his match and uh, how Killian Dane doesn't care about teaming with him. And then later on, Drake passes him in the hallway, finally meeting up with Killian Dane. And Dane goes, if you are if you go out there, you're on your own. Maverick goes out on his own to face Undisputed Era. 
and they show Killian Dane backstage laughing. William Regal questions him, and Killian goes out there, tosses Drake Maverick back in the ring, and it's like he's about to leave until Roderick Strong calls him fat. And Dane goes off, and and that's when Bobby Fish grabs a chair, uses it, Maverick and Killian Dane pick up the victory over Undisputed Era via disqualification. Drake Maverick and, and Killian Dane come out on top, and Drake is like, we are tag team partners. We're tag team. We're great, blah, blah, blah. And Dane, again, just not having it, boom, knocks Drake out. So is this going to be a continued thing where it's going to uh, – Killian just finally like caves in and says, okay, we're a team? I seems it like it seems like it's leading there. Yeah. Yeah. It seems like more of that's going to happen instead of them just facing each other. I feel like we got a tag team brewing. Yeah. Which we said earlier that there's not really uh, a bunch of tag teams <laughs> are falling apart. No. Yeah. No, there isn't. So that's good for us. Yeah. Well, I mean, if they get used, but true, it's more so the, the raw and SmackDown tag team division. And then the women's tag team division. Uh, you're not too far off with saying NXT too. I mean, NXT doesn't have a huge. No, they. Roster I think teams. they do. There's Legato del Fantasma off the top of my head. There's obviously Brizongo. There's obviously Undisputed Era. There's um, uh, Imperium. <laughs> okay. So there's they have four. They have enough. They have four. Well, four off the top of my head. <laughs> after after the four, it ends up being just random pairings. Nah, I, I don't know about that. Maybe, maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> okay. All right. Yeah. Good and then good. there's always the the inclusion, perhaps, of NXT UK, but they're relaunched. They relaunched earlier this week. Mm-hmm. And the main event of the evening was Damian Priest defeating Timothy Thatcher to retain the North American Championship. Hard-hitting match. Very good match. Um, Something, I mean, I, I love the fact that you had Thatcher trying to get the finish. And Damian Priest, just he just couldn't get him over because Priest was just so tall. And he was he holding. He was holding his arms too. Yeah, and his I, arm. I, I, his I, arm was hurt during this match, and uh, that was a big factor. And, uh, and Priest came out on top. Yeah, another another good match on NXT. I thought this mat this week's NXT was really good. I agree with you. I was a big fan of it. I thought that there was really not that many bad things to take away. Yeah. But, yeah, so that was NXT. Moving over to NXT UK because they had their big return after being off for months due to COVID. It opens up with Sid Scala, the assistant to the general manager, uh, welcoming everybody back. He gets cut off by Ilya Dragunov, who's the number one contender for the NXT UK championship. And then Noam Dar cuts that off, tells him uh, basically to calm down. Ilya then attacks Noam Dar. They brawl, and Sid Scala sets up the the main event. 
Noam Dar versus Ilya Dragunov. Next match, or the first match that we had of the evening, we saw Gallus, the tag team champions, Wolfgang and Mark Coffey, defeated Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan. I thought this was a really good tag team match, a really good match for the tag team champions as well. Uh, it wasn't a quick squash match, and it showcased both teams perfectly. Uh, and afterwards, all the teams came out and uh, basically put Gallus on notice. I'm assuming we're, we're going to see some sort of, well, no, I can't even say that. I don't know what's going to happen with the tag team titles. Something's got to happen, though. Some team has to step up. But after that, we saw a vignette to hype up Saxon Huxley and his match with Walter next week, who is still the NXT UK champion, the longest reigning champion in WWE, might I add, who won the the championship at NXT TakeOver New York last April. Uh, After that, we saw Kaylee Ray come out to speak about her match with Piper Niven next week for the championship. I think she might be the second longest reigning champion in WWE. Uh, But Piper came out and told Kaylee Ray to tell everyone about how many times she has defeated her. Not in WWE, but outside of WWE, Piper Niven has a lot of victories over Kaylee Ray. Kaylee Ray took a swing at Piper Niven. Niven blocks it. And that was the end of that segment. I like this segment. They're two friends, former friends, now I guess enemies, facing off each facing off against each other for the NXT UK Women's Championship. It should be a hard-hitting match. We've seen them before in, in NXT compete. Uh, so it should be a good match. Next after that, we saw Aoife Valkyrie defeat Isla Dawn. Valkyrie's really only five years into the into the business. Five years into her career. And they said, they, they mentioned that she was inspired by Becky Lynch's debut match in NXT in order for her to start training and become a pro wrestler, which is just mind-blowing to me. And I, I like this match. I thought it was a good match, and I'm looking forward to seeing more of Aoife in NXT UK. Uh, then the main event, we saw Ilya Dragunov defeat Noam Dar. Really one of the the better matches that we've seen in professional wrestling as of late. I thought this was a really, really good match. Very hard hitting. We saw Alexander Wolf come out to try and distract Ilya. But he ends up uh, getting Noam Dar tossed into him. And then after the match, we saw Walter come out, stare him down. And that was the end of NXT UK. Uh, we have the Heritage Cup. The, Her- the Heritage Tournament starting next week. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing that. And that was NXT UK moving over to SmackDown. It opens up with the dirt sheep. And uh, they eventually move on to Mandy Rose. And how The Miz was able to somehow trade or get Mandy Rose traded to Monday Night Raw. And the reason why he did it was so Otis can now focus on Focus on cashing in the Money in the Bank contract. Uh, Then Miz basically insinuates that Mandy is hooking up with other people now on Monday Night Raw. And Otis comes out, beats them up. Tucker ends up tossing him back in the ring. Otis continues the fight and uh, ends up stripping Miz down to his tidy whities So... In my mind, that like 
automatically goes to maybe there there's going to be a uh, tuxedo match. Probably not. Uh, but after that, Miz was saying how it was all part of some sort of plan. He called his lawyer, I assume, on the phone to uh, see if the footage of Otis attacking John Morrison and the Miz was enough to strip him of that contract. And then later on, Otis was served with papers, which I popped when Otis was uh, questioning what kind of food it was going to be. But Miz and Morrison end up suing Otis for causing them pain. And Tucker says they need to lawyer up. They, I mean, Otis, not, not Tucker and Otis. But Otis could be in big trouble here. He could lose the contract. I hope that doesn't happen. I really hope that does not happen. Um, but at the same time, would I be annoyed if Miz became the Money in the Bank briefcase holder again? I don't know. Not quite. But again, I really, really hope Otis doesn't lose that that briefcase. First match of the evening, we saw Cesaro defeat Grand Metallic. You had Kalisto and Lince Dorado uh, trying to one-up each other by yelling advice to Grand Metallic, which distracts him. The referee tosses them from ringside. Um, outside of that, uh, well, I mean, I don't know. I enjoyed that part too, but it's it's still like I, I really I wish that wasn't happening. I, I really wish the Lucha House Party wasn't going to break up. And all signs point towards that. They have a championship match at Clash of Champions against the SmackDown Tag Team Champions, Shinsuke Nakamura and Cesaro. But I don't know. I I, I enjoyed this match, though. I hope I wish it was longer. Um, But yeah, that's that's about that for that. Matt Riddle ends up they aired a, a promo gimmick for him about why he says bro. I don't think it was necessary at all. I don't, uh, I feel like people already get it. So it just, I think it was just a waste of time. Uh, after that, we saw a moment of bliss with Nikki Cross as the guest. Alexa Bliss calls her her best friend. Alexa Bliss ends up bringing up how Nikki hasn't defeated Bailey since last year. And how will this championship match at Clash of Champions be any different and Nikki Cross said it's going to be different because there's no Sasha Banks this time she then questions Alexa Bliss about Sister Abigail from last week and Alexa Bliss says she can't really explain it this gets cut off by Lacey Evans said that and uh, this leads into a brawl leads into their match Nikki Cross picks up the victory over Lacey Evans Alexa Bliss on commentary, one spot, God almighty, (laughs) Lacey Evans used hand sanitizer to rub it into Nikki Cross's eyes, and I have absolutely no idea how that's a DQ, because there's, like, alcohol content that would burn somebody's eyes if that was rubbed into their eyes, so I I don't get the ref's discretion there, but I... Literally, almost screamed in fear at one point. It there, it looked like it was about to drip into Nikki Cross's mouth, and that's got to be disgusting. Because <laughs> it's, I would assume that's. I, well, no, I don't even know what that would have been. I can't imagine that being shoot hand sanitizer because there's actually alcohol in real hand sanitizer for the most part. But 
Lacey Evans yells at Alexa Bliss afterwards and mentions The Fiend, and like that, she goes into her trance, hits the sister Abigail on Lacey Evans, and walks off. After this, we saw Sasha Banks interviewed about Bailey. Neck brace was on. Spoke about how this past summer they showed the world that they were taking over and how good they were. And then she said that Bailey was nothing without her. And that one day she's going to be the one that takes the championship from Bailey. Bailey ends up attacking her with the steel chair. And I thought this segment was really good. I thought it was really, really good. I, I there was the acting portion from Sasha Banks, I think could have been a little bit better with like maybe real tears. But I'm gonna I'm gonna forgive that. I thought that was it was good enough, and I liked that they were bleeping curses in the back. And I really need Sasha Banks versus Bailey to be a main event match at WrestleMania. I don't think that'll ever happen, but I really wish that could happen. After that, the next match we saw AJ Styles defeat Sami Zayn. Sami Zayn again trying to get Greg Hamilton to announce him as the Intercontinental Champion. AJ Styles attacks him from behind. The match comes to an end. Sami Zayn's trying to use AJ Styles' tights to get the uh, upper hand. Referee calls him out on it. And then AJ Styles rolls Sami Zayn up and uses his tights to get the win. And Sami Zayn questioned that. And then tried to get Greg Hamilton to announce him still champion because it was a non-title match. <laughs> and then Jeff Hardy came out, took both AJ Styles and Sami Zayn out, uses a ladder, and then proposes a ladder match for the Intercontinental Championship at Clash of Champions. And I'm, I'm very much so looking forward to that match. I think all three of them are fantastic competitors. Jeff Hardy, obviously there's ladder match history. Um, Sami Zayn and AJ Styles also have ladder match history. Um, after that, we saw security informing Sheamus that his car was being towed and said that, um, yeah, his car was being towed. It ends up being Big E in the parking lot. Big E absolutely tears or tries to tear Sheamus apart. Sheamus escapes and Big E attacks the security guard. That told him about Xavier Woods the other week. Belly to belly suplexes him onto the windshield. Adam Pierce finally calms him down, gets him to leave. Uh, although, I mean, I thought maybe there was a little bit of a chance that Big E wasn't gone for the night due to uh, what we saw on Monday Night Raw and Adam Pierce's history with getting people to actually leave the arena. But no, Big E was gone for the night. We saw another vignette for the mysterious blonde woman, but it was confirmed via Twitter last week that it's Carmella based off of a tattoo of hers. Uh, and then this week, you I mean, you didn't really see Carmella's face, but it I mean, you kind of saw Carmella's face. So it was nice while it lasted to have those guesses from the other week, but I'm fine with it being Carmella. It's been a while since she's been on television. Uh, and then earlier in the night, they aired a cool Paul Heyman narrated promo about families in wrestling and the Anawahi family. Uh, and it was a really good promo. I liked everything about it, with the exception, of course, where they 
I, like, yes, they, they use Ric Flair and Charlotte. Then they use Bret Hart and Natalia. And it's like her father is Jim Neidhart. There are so many people they could use for Natalia. Like there's British Bulldog, obviously, but I, I guess because Bret Hart is the, the king of the mountain of the Hart family there. That's why they use Bret. But it like her father was a wrestler too in the WWE Hall of Fame. I just, I don't understand that. But the main event of SmackDown was a Samoan street fight. Roman Reigns and Jey Uso defeat Sheamus and King Corbin. I don't really understand what made this a Samoan street fight, but I enjoyed the end of this match. I liked this match. I don't think, not to skip ahead or anything, but I know people are already going to compare this to the main event of AEW, the parking lot brawl. And it was nothing like that at all. I think the parking lot brawl was a, a, a lot better. But I thought the ending of this Samoan street fight was really good. I really like Jey Uso uses the Universal Championship to, to hit Corbin. Leads into Roman Reigns hitting a spear and Jey Uso kind of steals the victory. With an Uso splash, like right after that spear, I thought it was really well done. And you had them kind of joking. Well, Jay Uso was more so joking, and Roman Reigns finally like joked back. And then Jay Uso parties basically up the ramp, celebrates his victory, and Roman Reigns and Paul Heyman are like looking at each other, and they're like, you could see in their eyes that one day soon it's gonna snap or something for for Roman Reigns. And it should be fun to see once Roman Reigns finally snaps on Jey Uso. Maybe it doesn't happen until until like the week before the pay-per-view. Maybe it doesn't happen at all. But it seems like it could be leading there. That was SmackDown. I'm going to throw it to a little ad break. And we will be right back with Chris with Impact Wrestling and AEW. Support for Marketing Out is brought to you by Manscaped, who are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. They obsess over their technology developments to provide you the best tools for your grooming experience. Look, I mean, I've done it. Dave's done it. Brandon's never done it. You're down there. You, sh- you know, shaving up, making sure everything looks clean and fresh, and you get a nick. Get a little cutsky there, and it stinks. It's no, it, it's no fun whatsoever. So that's why Manscaped has redesigned the electric trimmer. The Manscaped engineering team spent 18 months perfecting the greatest ball hair trimmer ever created. So essentially, it's the ball hair trimmer equivalent of Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. And they just released the new and improved Lawnmower 3.0. Their third generation trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. When I tell you this is premium, I mean premium. The battery will last up to 90 minutes so you can take a longer shave. Because we all know that Brandon's gonna need it. The waterproof technology allows you to groom in the shower. So that way, you don't make a mess all over your bathroom. The one coolest feature is the LED light which illuminates grooming areas for a closer, more precise trimming. They've also upgraded to a 7000 RPM motor with quiet shrug technology. And let's not forget about the charging stand. Show your mower off loud and proud because this intelligently designed stand is a convenient charging dock powered by USB. So that way, I can charge my... Lawnmower 3.0, my camera batteries, and my phone 
all on the same shelf. Huzzah! If you're listening to me speak right now, I want you to experience it firsthand for yourself. Trim that junk of yours and get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS. That's one for this uh, read at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code REGARDLESS. That's two for this read at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code REGARDLESS. That's three for this read. And folks, if you want your boomer sooner to be fruity, delicious, fruity, fruity, delicious, fruity, delicious, well, then use the code REGARDLESS to get 20% off and free shipping. That's now four for this read. Don't forget to sauce it. And back on Marking Out, pro wrestling talk by pro wrestling fans. Uh, super psyched to have Manscaped aboard. Um, make sure you go to manscaped.com. Use the coupon code regardless. Um, I think I'm going to stop saying, like, that's one. Instead, I'll just say prowrestlingtees.com slash Marking Out. But manscaped.com. Use the coupon code regardless. Um Huge shout out to them. I get a knock on the door door the other day, and I get this beautiful package from Manscaped giving us all these cool things to try. Um, the underwear is so – I'm, I'm a very big creature of habit. I buy the same Hanes underwear every single week, and these ones are great. They're form-fitting. You know – they're they're really comfortable. Um, I wore the shirt to bed last night. I got odd stares from my wife about it. <laughs> um, and the products themselves are great. You know, I'm being a bald guy and having no hair on the top of my head. I go through did this razor, that razor, the other razor. I'm gonna buy a separate Manscaped razor just for my head because how smooth this thing is. And the uh, the crop reviver is great. The toner is awesome. And I'm gonna go to manscaped.com, use the coupon code regardless, and I'm gonna get some of the foot spray they have. Um, you know, men grooming, and especially in professional wrestling, grooming is essential because it's you know it's an aesthetic business. You don't want to have hairy arms or you know, especially if you're wearing tights, hairy legs. So you use the manscaper, get right there, uh, get up in there, right? Am I right? Who's with me? Who's with me? Come on! <laughs> Gotta All rally right, the let's... troops. Come on, I'm trying to. Gotta shave your chest, brother. Yeah, I mean, I I used it on my stomach. I I kept the uh, you know the, the the chest area a little bit you know a little bit going there, but I just shaved my stomach with it. It's great. <laughs> I, you know, I, I no tested more. it out on my hand. <laughs> you did, and how? What you think? It was. It. I mean, the hair's not there. It's soft to the touch. It's great. It's wonderful. Use the coupon code regardless. We'll keep running these spots for a while, and we want to see you, because if you do use regardless and you send us a screenshot, I will personally send you an 8x10 of Brandon. Oh, come on. I have them. Oh, come on. <laughs> Remember we got professional pictures done uh, a long time ago? Yeah. Yeah. Brand, you will get an 8x10 of Brandon. Anyway, let's get on... I'm excited. I'm really pumped. Um, it's been a very long week. It's been a very Jewish week for me also because uh, I live-streamed a bar mitzvah on Saturday. What? And, yeah. But the company I work for got hired to live-stream bar mitzvah. They did it in their backyard underneath the tent because they couldn't do it at the synagogue. Not, so they had like, not a like a whole party, too? Or just like the No, Haftorah? just the, 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 the two-hour service. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. And then uh, this weekend, I'm live streaming uh, the holidays. So uh, Lashana Tova to everybody that's uh, celebrating. You know, um, Dave wanted te- to Dave wanted to work that in and couldn't. So that was uh, kudos to you. <laughs> 
Bravo to me. I'm great. Let me Barry, Barry Horowitz myself. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm going to be live streaming the uh, High Holy Day services uh, Saturday and Sunday, four-hour services. So it's going to be uh, interesting, to say the least. I think I've gone to Temple more than I've been to my own church uh, this year. So kudos to being great and live streaming stuff. Everyone's you know, taking this new normal and adapting to it and that's what the this temple that i got hired by hired for uh is is doing so huzzah as i said in the read manscape.com use the coupon code regardless uh let's talk about impact yeah let us talk about impact because you start off we mentioned it last week a dedicating impact to barry scott yes and yes. starting start, starting off with kick-ass women's action as Kylie Ray and Susie picked up the victory over Deanna Perrazzo and Kimberly. You had Susie kind of showing those shades of uh, Sue Young. Yes, and I very much so enjoyed that. Yeah, so do I. So do I. So, really awesome. On that note, uh, you have next up, you have Trey Miguel call out Rohit Raju. Um, He says he's getting tired of Raju, um, and he wants to... Uh, he's coming for the X Division title. Yeah. And once he gets through TJP, he's going after that X Division title. Yeah, and I liked uh, Rohit was like, nobody deserves a shot more than uh, TJP. Or no, more than Trey Miguel. I mean, Trey Miguel's been uh, up there on the Impact roster recently. He's having some, uh, you know, he was in that uh, match at, uh, what is it called? Slammiversary. For the t- for the world heavyweight title, yeah, he's just an, a fantastic wrestler altogether. One of those young up and coming guys that we love so much. Yeah, uh, we also saw Triple XL defeat the Deaners. Uh, Cody Deaner tried to do a Wrestle House truce, but AC Romero didn't have any of it. And uh, yep. maybe this puts Triple XL in sort of a title contendership opportunity soon maybe i mean they have a very deep tag team division yeah so. we also saw uh tasha Steeles and kiara hogan speaking to johnny bravo about being his best man and bravo's like you're not my best man and they questioned who the best man was and he panics. Why are they doing this? Why are they doing this? Impact was clearly taped. they're ripping Impact off was AEW. Impact taped way before AEW. So not clearly they're copying AEW. AEW probably got the scoops. But uh, Bravo panicked and picked Fala to be his best man. And I thought this was a really funny segment as well with uh, the use of Google Translate as a uh, yeah. an explanation. I thought that was yep, funny. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, but we saw Trey Miguel defeat TJP. I thought this was a really good match. I think both of them are fantastic in the ring. Um, but now that TJ, now that Trey defeated TJP, who defeated Chris Bay, there's something there. And later on, Chris Bay spoke to Rohit about how he owes him a rematch for the X Division Championship. And he was like, well, TJP could be next in line. And then he's like, but Trey Miguel could also be next in line. And he proposed you think they're a, gonna do... yeah, a triple threat match between the three of them to see who the number one contender will be. I, I was hoping for an X Division X. match, but Ultimate X. Yeah, that's what I was hoping yeah. for. But that didn't happen. Uh, but that led into a backstage segment where Ace Austin, Madman, Fulton, and The North were beating down 
Dez and Wentz. And then a doctor refused to clear the rascals. Uh, yeah, it really sparked up in the backstage area. Yeah, and Motor, Motor City Machine Guns were cut off by the Good Brothers, and they offered to, to tag with them later on. Yeah. After this, we saw Rich Swan call coach Scott D'Amore out to the ring, and he spoke about how he had to retire, but then Eric Young won the world title, and he wants Scott to let him back in the ring to face him. And Scott's like, you're not cleared. And Swan guarantees that he'll be cleared by Bound for Glory. He'll be ready. Eric Young came out, pushes Scott down to the ground. Swan attacks him and EY uh, flees. And then Coach kind of plays uh, the sides here and grants Swan the match. Yes, he does. So Bound for Glory is going to be Eric Young versus Rich Swan, But I don't see Rich Swan winning. Unfortunately, it should be very uh, interesting to see how the boot comes into effect. Will the boot yeah. be on his on his leg still? Or maybe it's just all a gimmick. He's like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be hurt. And then the week before he takes it off and he's, uh, you know, he's fine. He's ready to go. A la neck brace. Very, very, a la very pro wrestling. <laughs> That's didn't uh, someone just did that recently on wrestling, didn't they? MJF. Yeah, MJF. Willie Mack defeated Brian Myers. What an awesome match this was. Yeah, and I really can't say enough that Willie Mack is so good. Yeah, he's great. Russian, wet, the, the side Russian leg sweep on the outside to the ramp. Ugh, that hurt. Myers got but at the whipped. end of the day, it, it was an exposed turnbuckle that sealed Myers' fate. Yeah, and then so, uh, Stunner. Yeah, giving Chocolate Caliente the victory. I like uh, Myers tweeting uh, at Impact and Delete the tweets <laughs> where, <laughs> where they show him getting uh, pushed in, well, not pushed, whipped into the uh, the turnbuckle. Yep. Uh, next match, you saw Kier Hogan picking up the victory over Ty Valkyrie. Um, quick match. With a, yeah, solid women's match. The bridging Fisherman's Neckbreaker picks up the victory. Yeah, Tasha got involved, but I thought it was a really nice finish. Yeah. But, but... In, uh, interestingly enough, neither Rosemary or Johnny Bravo were ringside. Bravo, uh, probably dealing with wedding stuff. And Rosemary, uh, earlier in the night, Taya questioned her whether or not she'll, like, where was she last week? And Rosemary said she has stuff to do, but she will be ringside for the match. But then we saw Rosemary asking Havoc to help resurrect the dead since she was the one that killed Father James Mitchell and they need Father James Mitchell for the wedding. And Havoc refused to do it and attacked Rosemary. So that's why she was not out there. Oh, rats. We had uh, Tennille doing a photo shoot and Jordan Grace cut her off and uh, that sets up a match for next week's Impact. Talk about, and I I texted this to you privately, the laziest photo shoot I have ever seen. It was just like, let me turn this way. Now let me turn this way. Let me play with my hair. Now let me put my hand back down. I was like, man. But I, I guess it's to her difficult, character. difficult, man. What do you mean? I mean, you can do other things. Like what? Do. Like the, the Lashley and uh, Myers pose? <laughs> yes. Um, we and saw, then your main event, as you saw. Well, before that, we saw Rhino sneak Heath Slater or just Heath in, in the back. And they, Rhino goes up to Hernandez, challenges him for an arm wrestling rematch. And Oh, this is funny. 
He makes Hernandez switch spots so his back is to the door. And Heath, behind his back, stole the wad of cash from Hernandez. So now Heath can feed his 27 or 2 children. <laughs> whatever you want to whatever you want to think. Yeah, so it's only a matter of time before we see Heath teaming up with Rhino. Hashtag Heath for impact very much so. Yeah. Oh, I love it. I love him. He's doing a great job. But the main event of the evening was Ace Austin and Madman Fulton teaming up with the North to defeat the Good Brothers and the tag team champions Motor City Machine Guns. Um, I thought this was a a good match. I just didn't like the ending. Why didn't you like the ending? Like, I understand the spot where Ace Austin steals the victory from the North. Like, I'm fine with that, but it just seemed like a cluster spot. If that okay. makes sense. No, I, it, it makes sense, but also, too, it's just, you know, the sneaky, weaselly heel that Ace Austin is. Yeah. He wants to get the win so he can say that his tag team got the win over, you know... Got to win this match. I'm assuming it's going to be a, a big. Uh, it has to be big. Yeah, some sort of big four way or five way or whatever it's going to be. Gauntlet or something. The tag team titles. Uh, some good news, I guess, on uh, for for you at least. I don't know if you're going to plan to order it. The worst pay per view of all time is getting a sequel. Oh hell yeah, man! It's pretty damn cool, man. It was announced yeah this week on Talk Is Jericho, uh, November thirteenth. It's gonna be a talking shop of Mania two, and your main event is gonna be Chad Too Bad versus Sex Ferguson in a ball for ball match. So maybe hopefully they're using uh, go to manscaped dot com <laughs> slash uh, and use the coupon code regardless. Save twenty percent free shipping to get ready for their ball for ball match. Yeah. I, yeah, I'm pretty stoked about that. It's going to be a lot of fun. Moving over to Wednesday nights, AEW Dynamite kicks off where Lucha Express, Jurassic Express, I mean, they're in the ring. Young Bucks come out, interrupt, super kick the ref, walk off, toss $10,000 at Tony Khan or whatever, just staring there like, oh, what do I do with this? Suspend Look at all my merch money. Get rid of the Young Bucks. Fire them. <laughs> hashtag, <laughs> hashtag cancel Young Bucks. Get rid of them. Get get them out of Jacksonville. I want them done with AEW. Yeah, right? Oh, my God. But the first match of the evening saw the tag team champions FTR in a non-title match uh, defeat Jurassic Express. This was so much better than their match at All Out. It was a complete 180 difference. Yeah. I, I agree. Well, also, too, it just it, it talks about the guys in, uh, in the ring that they're working with. But I, I don't want to take anything away from Hangman, Page, and Kenny Omega. Okay. But they were not – there was just, like, no chemistry. There was, like, maybe once that we thought there was a good match out of them. But, yeah, I like this match. I thought it was a good opener. There was um, a lot and, of yeah. uh, small packages and inside cradle spots that I actually liked. Yeah. It was very weird to see that many, but FTR cheats to win, and uh, and they move on to greatness, more greatness. The next segment I thought was extremely confusing. Yeah. As, you know, Alex Morvis like, oh my god, come with me, come with me. And then Matt Hardy's like, I don't understand. Like, you know, last week Matt Hardy cuts this huge promo mm-hmm. where he's like, I'm going to go home, and I'm going to get better. And then the next week he's still there. I think what it is is what we spoke about last week. How could he be cleared at the pay-per-view, not cleared on Dynamite? Now they're trying to still cover themselves by saying, like, no, here he is participating. 
was not injured at the pay-per-view. If I'm not mistaken, I think Jericho said it. You know, Jericho does those, like, Saturday night gimmicks. Yeah, and he claimed he that, that Matt, Matt Hardy wasn't. He said he was okay. It just, that to me, does not make sense, and I don't believe that at all. Yeah. Especially, I, like, I, here, I, there was no impact or anything. We just saw him lying on the ground, uh, clutching at his knee. But this was, honestly, this was just a way to hype up the match later on in the night. You have Chris Jericho and Jake Hager walk by, um, and Private Party, you know, looking at them, saying, oh, maybe his leg needs to be amputated. Yeah. And, you know, hypes up the match for later in the night. After that segment, though, we saw Hangman Adam Page defeat Kazarian with Kenny Omega on commentary, and I feel like he served no purpose there. I think it's. I think this is now going to start leading up to a Hangman Page versus Kenny Omega. Whatever. Yeah. What's the next thing? What's the next pay per view? Uh, the the Night Fallen Water Nightfall Water Shade. I don't know. The, the the gear one maybe full gear I don't full know. gear there we go there is it is full Thanks gear <laughs> it's full gear yes the Some nightmare fans academy I don't know but, yeah gear. I mean I thought it was a good match I thought it was great it was good to see Hangman Page back in a, a singles role this I and, think outside of his big matches in AEW like maybe a well no because I think it was better than a tag team match a uh, tag title match but not better than uh, the AEW World Championship match. I think this might be his like best non-big match in AEW so far. You think so? What about uh, this match against Jericho? But against Jericho was for the the championship, no? Yes. He was supposed to crown the first champion. Right, so first non-big match. Okay, true. All right, all right. But yeah, I, as I said, you know, and Kenny Omega didn't even stay to like, you know. Congratulate him, yeah. He just walks off. That's it. That's it. And I think Hangman was expecting a congratulatory handshake or something, but wasn't there. After that, we saw yeah. MJF defeat a uh, an enhancement talent in like three seconds. Yeah, Sean Dean's been on uh, has been on Dark a lot. And then Wardlow attacked him afterwards. MJF cuts a promo about Moxley cheating it all out, and he teased joining a stable. And the, yeah. the promo that he cuts was very, very, very reminiscent of a promo Dave and I cut in, like, 2011, which is super weird. Like, very weird, because that's not out in public anywhere, but it was very weird, because it was, like, not word for word, but really, really close to being the same exact promo. <laughs> you Were you in the ring? Uh, no, we were, I, we were driving home from a, an event. And we were talking, we were, because Dave and I, back in the day on the show, we were the Wolfpack players. And yeah, that's where, were. that's where, that night in that promo is where the Aru was born. Out of just driving home from a wrestling event. And, and kind of cutting a promo on you. <laughs> you, yeah. you were the lone, the lone wolf. That's fine. And we were the Wolfpack players. And, and that's, that was kind of in that promo which was just like blew my mind it was so weird but us long islanders maybe we have the same promo waves yeah maybe that's it (laughs) next up you have eddie kingston in the ring with penta l0m ray phoenix the butcher and the blade uh he's got three points to to make number one he never lost the battle royal two they're a family they're not a stable they're not a faction 
and they're a family of violence. They're agents of chaos. And then the third point, this is, it's time for you to get uh, your house in order. And they start beating up people on the outside. So could this have been shots at the Nightmare family? Maybe. But like, but that, that, that's the thing with the Nightmare family. Like they're entrenched right now with the Dark Order. Who also I think I was missing big time from this episode. Yeah, there was a very large lack of the Dark Order this week. But there's a special um, Tuesday show for some reason, an hour long episode. Night, yeah, late late night dynamite. Uh Brandy versus Anna J, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Yeah, cool. I'm 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 excited to see that. Um but yeah, I uh, guess this is the way me, I don't know if it, I, I don't know if this is for the elite, if what what this is for, but oh it's establishing themselves. Well the elite Eddie is Kingston. no more really, so Regardless, use that coupon code at manscaped.com. Um, I think it's great, and it's establishing them as maybe you could even say, you know, Eddie Kingston's cutting these promos saying, oh, we're family, we're family, we're family. And you forget there's somebody that we haven't seen in a very long time that was supposed to be a group with yeah. Penta and Ray Phoenix, and that's Pac. And then maybe Pac comes back. And then maybe we get some cool Eddie Kingston Pac promos back and forth. And there's this divide within the family and everything like that. Or maybe Pac comes in and they all rule house. You never know. It's awesome. I love it. Next up you have, as expected, Chris Jericho and Jake Hager defeating Private Party. That's really all you have. To constant say. constant tags from Private Party makes a good tag team, and I uh, yeah. I, I appreciate Chris Jericho. Although he's the one winning and going over, I appreciate Chris Jericho working with all the young talent. But that's what he said too, especially in the beginning of AEW. He goes, I don't want to work with anybody that I've worked with in WWE. I want to work with the young talent. I thought you know, it's, it's it's what I was going to say. I thought it was a great sell of the Judas Effect by Isaiah Cassidy. Yeah, really, like, stone cold in his tracks. Jericho continues the attack, and uh, Mark Quinn makes the save. Yeah, awesome. Uh, Next up, I think, was my second favorite match of the night, as Mm. Thunder Rosa successfully defends her NWA World's Women's Championship against Ivelisse. I thought this match was fantastic. Uh, And the the fact that they got to, what? No, I was going to say there were a few goof spots, but I think this was my favorite match of the night. Really? Mm-hmm. Really? Okay, interesting. Um, but I, yeah, I know which and one's your like, favorite. But. I, listen, <laughs> surround, and, I, and I said this after All Out, too. Surround the women's division around Thunder Rosa. I don't know whatever working agreement they have going on with AEW, with uh, NWA right now, but keep it going, and you're really, and you're going to see how good this women's division can be. There, like the rumors were, is that Kenny Omega was in charge of the women's division, and this is just like not anything like we've seen ever. To the point where I'm like, maybe he's not in charge of these matches. No, maybe they're like, okay, listen, you got all your Joshi's uh, spotlighted. That's cool, but let's uh, let's get some fresh faces in there. After the um, match, we saw Diamante attack uh, Thunder Rosa. Hikaru Shida, who was in the crowd, makes the save. So I wonder if we can maybe potentially see Thunder Rosa versus Hikaru Shida for the NWA championship. And then and then Thunder Rosa wins. And then and then they have to have a, a best of three series at the next at whatever full gear gear. Perhaps. But next week they're gonna be tagging up to uh take on Ivelisse and Diamante. How cool was Ivelisse and Diamante's theme music? I don't 
remember it. It was like a really like hardcore rap version with the, the Nutcracker Suite music over the top of it. Oh. I thought it was pretty cool. And Thunder Rose's music is just great because I'm a mark for that. We had another backstage segment with Kip and Miro. To me, this didn't accomplish anything, and we needed more Miro. Yeah. Uh, next up, you have Lance Archer and Jake the Snake Roberts come out to the ring. Jake does some talking. Still fantastic on the microphone. Yeah, but the Still. gist of that was that him calling Taz out Yeah, to Another remind them of a deal, which I don't know if we ever saw that on television. But the deal was no, I don't think so. if Lance Archer defeats Moxley at the pay-per-view, or is that in two weeks? I can't remember. Uh, I think it's in two, no, it's next week or two weeks. I don't know. If no, it's in two weeks. No, because if Archer beats, isn't there a special episode of uh, Dynamite? Yeah, coming it's on? the one year anniversary. I think it's like the first week of October. Right. So if Lance Archer defeats Moxley for the championship, uh, Archer gives Brian Cage the first shot. John Moxley comes out. Ricky Starks was behind him, disguised as a fan, attacks him. Brian Cage helps. And then we get Will Hobbs running up with a steel chair, attacking them, and they they kind of scurry off. Will Hobbs just signed officially with AEW, which I think is great. I think stand it's out He's on ha- Dynamite, stand out on Dark, stand out at All Out. And uh, then John Moxley proposed a six man tag match against. Um, Lance Archer, Brian Cage, and Ricky Starks, and he's like, "We need a third partner." And he looks directly at the ca- uh, the camera, calls out Darby Allen, "Be here next week." So he proposed that team, that six man tag. I'm assuming that's going to take place. Yeah, and that should be very interesting. Big spotlight for Will Hobbs there. Yeah, huge spotlight for him, and especially. On uh, a main event of Dynamite, especially a guy that just got signed, you could show how big of a powerhouse this guy can be. And they're signing a bunch of bigger guys, too, which I think is great. Your favorite match, I I assume? What, next? Yeah. You had (laughs) veterans putting this match over about how good this was. Chuck Taylor and Trent pick up the victory over Santana Ortiz in a parking lot fight. This might have been my favorite AEW match of the year. It was... Because they did it... It was... The way that they did it was good. They used different... When was... did In any parking lot fight that you have ever seen, did you anybody see anybody throw somebody underneath the hood of the car and jump on it? No. They used the, the, the truck bed to a perfect spot, you know, setting up the, the plywood over the top of it. Was there a... It was so... Was there an explanation as to why Ortiz and Santana had their faces painted? Because it's a parking lot fight. They're trying to do like the dead presidents gimmick that they've uh, done before. They did it in, um, I want to say they did it for the last fight that they had. That no ring, the, the, where the ring was destroyed in impact. I forget, against LAX. Oh. Yeah, but uh, don't quote me on that. But this was just all around fun. It was a blood feud match. I loved everybody getting hyped up around the outside. It was a good match. It was brutal. Yeah. Uh, the Orange Cassidy spot at the end kind of just sealed it because they, no, but that's but that's where it all started. You forget this this whole thing started when Santana Ortiz took out Orange Cassidy, so it kind of brings the whole story full circle with Orange Cassidy getting the upper hand at the end. I, I think that was actually the one spot that I didn't like. 
I loved it. And so not to take anything away from uh, Santana, Ortiz, Trent, and Chuck, but I think the most over thing from this match and, and Dynamite in general this week was afterwards. When, Sue? When, yeah, best friends, they go into Sue's van. Sue drives off, stops, does the, the, the little thumbs up gimmick with the the where you're on a stretcher, except she's flipping the camera off. Yeah, that's right. That's the thing. Like, if you ask what happened on Dynamite last week, that's what people will tell you. Yeah, Sue flipped it was great. Off Everybody loves Sue. I expect it to fully be on a shirt soon. Yeah, I know. I'm looking at ProWrestlingTees.com right now, and the latest shirt is uh, some New Japan stuff. It's like five new New Japan shirts. Simon Gotch, Simon Grimm is still a thing? Yeah, for MLW. Oh, yeah? Yeah, and then there's a new Dan Housen shirt. Tony Schiavone uh, has a new shirt. Tony Schiavone all... looks kind of like uh, the Jack-specific classic superstars Akeem figure. I haven't... If you could, really... If you could Google image that. <laughs> Akeem Jack-specific. <laughs> I was listening to uh, the AEW Unrestricted podcast this morning because I was up at 5.20 for no reason. I just laid in bed. I'm like, I don't feel like getting out of bed yet. Same, and bro. Had best friends. What? What? I said same, bro. I was watching uh, AEW at 5.20 this morning. I was listening to the best friends interview. It was funny. Um, and Tony Schiavone was just giving them all a hard time. Same thing with uh, last week with Eddie Kingston. Mm. Eddie Kingston comes on. He goes, hey, he's like, Tony Schiavone. He's like, whoa, I can't believe I just dropped that. Sorry. <laughs> Bob Backlund, you, and uh, Dairy Queen for some reason. I don't know. But uh, outstanding episode of AEW Dynamite. Great main event, in my opinion. Uh, next week, we will get Mr. Brody Lee versus Orange Cassidy for the TNT Championship. So that's going to be cool. And then we have a big six-man match next week as well. Yeah. So awesome. Real cool. Thank you, AEW, for putting on con- – quality content um and uh i guess i'll just introduce my own segment here hey chris you got a match of the week chris's match of the week chris's match of the week yes i do chris thank you very much uh match of the week this week comes from AEW dark it is the butcher and the blade versus kevin blackwood and danny garcia um if you don't remember about yeah, a little under two years ago, uh, four independent wrestlers got into a horrific car accident coming oh, home yeah. from an indie show in Canada, and two of those guys were Kevin Blackwood and Daniel Garcia. It was up in Buffalo and or something, or Rochester. It was on the way. Yeah, it was on the way back to Buffalo. So you know, these guys both got really banged up. They were out for a very long time, and you know, they train with the Butcher and the Blade up in up in Buffalo. So it's really good to see those guys back in the ring. It was really this. I mean, this is like a, a feel-good moment for all four of those guys because they're very, very close. They're very, very tight. And I got to give a shout out to Kevin Blackwood because the back of his tights were an AFI reference. Sing the sorrow, uh, if you're familiar with that. So go check him out. I, I, I uh, give him the thumbs up for those. Uh, I got 75 likes on a tweet I posted about AFI the other day. So AFI is the best. Wow. And Brandon, yeah, wow, right? <laughs> and Brandon, who are you shouting out? My name is Dave, and you should listen to Brandon Shoutouts. Make me famous. Unfortunately, Toots Hibbert of Toots and the Maytals, lead singer, uh, songwriter, passed away at the age of 77. 
I'm giving him a shout out. He's a pioneer of reggae music, considered to be a, the founder of it. Uh, and he inspired a generation of musicians. So thank you for all your music, all your contributions to the industry. You will be uh, definitely missed. Uh, the second shout out goes to AP Bio, which was a show <laughs> originally on NBC. Then it was canceled and then it was picked up for NBC's streaming service, Peacock. And there's a new season out. And one of the episodes, not to spoil anything, but it was a wrestling episode. You had Ron Funches on it. You had Lillian Garcia, Damian Sandow, Ryan Nemeth, who uh, was wearing uh, similar tights that Dolph Ziggler would have. So that that was cool. Um, I think Katie Lee Burchill, Delilah Doom, and then referee Nick Bonanno. I wasn't expecting to see that. That was cool as well. So check out AP Bio on Peacock. If you have Peacock, you got to pay for the subscription service version. Uh, and then the last shout out, the ACM awards were this week. How could I not give it a shout out to Taylor Swift's performance <laughs> for, for Betty, her first big return to uh, country music uh, awards there. It was pretty cool. It was just her in the dark playing guitar with somebody else playing harmonica. And uh, yeah, it was. I just wish I could hear folklore live and I don't think that's going to happen. Anytime soon, at least. But those are my shout outs. Now it's time for Ow. Mark Out Moment of the Week. That is right, our Mark Out Moment of the Week. I don't care about Star Wars at all. But Sasha Banks is in the next season of The Mandalorian on Disney+. Plus. I definitely won't watch it, but I absolutely marked out seeing her in Star Wars gimmicks. I thought that was really cool because, you know, whenever a wrestler steps outside of the ring into the acting world, it puts more eyes on professional wrestling. Unless you're a stupid idiot who's trying to argue that it's Rosario Dawson and it's clearly not Rosario Dawson. And it's been confirmed. Like, dude, you don't understand how many people thought that was Rosario Dawson. I know. They just don't know. They don't understand. If you want Rosario Dawson, go to AEW. Watch their product. <laughs> go to the big oh, show. Oh, yeah, that's right. The big show. The Go Big Show. The Go Big Show. <laughs> Starting next year in 2021, which is next year. I, Thumbs up. Uh, unfortunately, we couldn't get our... Uh, you know, press tickets, press passes to Comic-Con this year, but Funko has been releasing a lot of them, um, and they just released a Robin Sparkles from How I Met Your Other oh, Funko Pop. Wow, I did not know that. Is that the is that a newer Comic-Con exclusive one? It was uh, it's just a reveal. I'm oh. looking at them right now, and there was another. Oh, and then, uh, did you watch The Office? Yes, of course, yes. Recyclops? No, not not Recyclops? off the top of my head, no. Where Dwight every year would come in dressed like this character oh, yes, called yes, Recyclops. Oh, yes, 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 They're making a pop of it. Oh, my God. That's amazing. I'm looking at them right now. There was one yesterday that I really popped for, but I forgot about it. It had to be the Fezzik, no? No. You didn't pop for um, Fezzik? Are you kidding me? Andre the Giant has two Funko Pops now. Oh, the This Is Fine one. Oh, yes. You know the, that meme? Yeah, the, the that one's one, great, yeah. too. I, I was I, I I tweeted Funko yesterday. They didn't respond, obviously, but I I'm think busy. the most toyetic 
where one of the most toyetic uh, Funkos that they can make is Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah, they should. They should. Um, you, they got to do a bunch of stuff. I, I marked out, like, this is more of a, a life I'm old type thing. So <laughs> I've had to mow my lawn for, like, a, a good week, week and a half. And I've just, I've been, like, because now we're getting back to school and, you know, I have to drop this kid off here, then drop my daughter off at school here, then come back. And I've just been, like, head down editing all week long. My head hurts. Like, my brain hurts from staring at my computer screen all, all like, and I'm, I got home from this bar mitzvah that I did on Saturday. I was so tired. I'm like, I have to mow my lawn. And then the guy, the guy, landscaper that does the guy next door, he was there. So I, I like must have got up the quickest I've got up for anything in months. I ran outside. I said, hey, mow my lawn. Here's money. I gave him <laughs> you know, his fee. And he mowed my lawn. It looks great. Speaking now of mowing your lawn, the- if you go over to manscaped.com and use the code regardless, you get 20% off and free shipping. Yep, this is a Brandon and Chris approved uh, <laughs> message. So it was, because we're a PG show, apparently. It was nice of your uh, of your neighbor to lend himself out to. to well, what? no, no, it, it, <laughs> to it's mow the your landscape. Lawn. It, it's the la- no, it's the landscaper that he uses, and like once in a while, you know, if I'm not if I'm feeling lazy, I'll I'll have him do it because he does a good job. So he had a, you know he had his crew with him that day. I said, here's a. Uh, you know, here's your your fees. Did you toss him a Honda? What was the fee? You're gonna tell people thirty bucks. Thirty bucks. 30 wow. Bucks. Yeah. My my neighbor, my... dude. My neighbor. It's the weirdest thing. Has not paid her landscaper ever. He just shows up, or maybe he maybe she paid him like once or something. He just shows up in every single week. Cut or not every single week, but he shows up, cuts her, cuts all her gimmicks and everything. She gives him the yeah. bonuses, obviously, the holidays and stuff. But it's, like, the weirdest yeah. thing. He just shows up. Usually, like, I do it myself. But, like, I won't, like that morning I had to be at my boss's house at 6.30 to drive to Jersey for a 7.30 call. And it was just, I, I, I got home and I laid down for two seconds. I'm like, I'm so tired. All of a sudden I heard him next door. I was like, oh, my God. Which, he's uh, next door. Which gimmick Rachel do looks you have? Goes, what do you mean? Which gimmick do I have? You got a pusher. You got an electric one. You got a sit down. I got a I got a gas lawnmower. You know the one you have to you push yourself, and then I have the weed whacker. Uh, not not uh, I I mean I have the, I have the lawnmower three also too that I've used <laughs> that works great. I got it at manscaped.com. <laughs> Use coupon code regardless. It's a nice little uh. But you know I have the weed whacker. I have the hedge trim. I have all the stuff, all the gimmicks. But the only gimmick I love is the manscaper lawnmower three with 7,000 RPMs and a skin-safe technology. What a great read I did. <laughs> right? <laughs> just, I re- I'm not going to say you didn't do a great job. I thought it was a fantastic job. It was. I was. I forget who I was talking to, um, but they're like, wow, it's like your voiceover work is spectacular. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I think I need to put a reel together for myself of like my voiceover stuff. Because like one of the projects that I'm working on right now I did the voiceovers for this thing, and I was listening, and as I've been cutting it, I'm like, "Wow, I'm like, I'm really good." And my Rachel's aunt was telling me, she's like, "You, you have a very non-distinct dialect where people won't think that I'm from New York." So I'm like, "Oh, that could be my favor." Well, you know, I did go to school for radio and television broadcasting, so yeah, that's that. Yes, you two. Uh, that's that's episode 502 of Marking Out. That's our Mark Out moments of the week. Yeah. Oh, and I did mark out when that package came from Manscaped. <laughs> I did. I, was, I, I texted you. 
immediately and I sent pictures to like all my friends. I was like, hey man, you guys want this too? You want 20% off free shipping? Use the coupon code regardless at checkout. Yeah, so that's the show. Take us home, Chris. All right. Thank you very much for listening to Marking Out, episode 502. Uh, you can find us social media-wise, facebook.com slash out, twitter.com slash out, YouTube and instagram.com slash out 11 You can follow me on Twitter at Chris Sweendog, Brandon on Twitter and Instagram at BTTG161, the social media influencer that he is, and Dave on Twitter – if you want to follow him, if he's if he's okay with us telling people to follow him at Dave the Rave underscore mo. And until next week, use the coupon code regardless. Save twenty percent. Manscape.com. We wish you the, the best best of luck. luck in your future endeavors. Have a fantastic week. Oh!